0: Welcome back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm Lauren, And I'm Michael. Oh boy, it's upon us. The holiday season. The
1: holiday season.
0: doop doo <laughs>
1: Yeah, man.
0: It's the week. It's, I mean, we're posting this. Uh, we're recording Sunday morning and uh, this will be out on Wednesday. So this is uh, what Christmas Eve Eve is Christmas when you guys Eve are getting Eve. this. Something like that. Happy Christmas Eve Eve to everybody. And uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and whatever else. That's right. Y'all are celebrating out there. All of the holidays, I hope they're if the If you're a Grinch, if you you're a Scrooge, and you don't like... Well, I actually watched Scrooge last night. Uh, oh, definitely you? underrated. Yes, it is. Bill Murray, at his finest. Very ni- Oh, the Bill Murray version. Very yeah, nice. of course.
1: Very nice. Of course, of
0: course, of course, of course.
1: Yeah, uh, I thank you for uh, including us Grinches and Scrooges like myself.
0: Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Don't worry, we won't talk Christmas the whole time, but this is, <laughs> we decided to do something a little different because it yeah. is, it is the, the Christmas episode and we, we, we decided to do something we don't normally do. This is like the equivalent of not opening socks. It's like, we're going to surprise you a little oh. bit here. Okay. It's like a gift you didn't expect. We're going to do somewhat of a, a mystery episode. I guess you could call it unsolved or solved, really, depending on the way you look at it. It's on, on the books, this is a solved case, but a lot of people do not think that it's that clean and cut and simple because there's a right, lot there's, of questions r- remaining from this case.
1: There is a lot of questions, but it's a little more solved, I think, than what a lot of people think. And we'll get into that towards Over the
0: end. Over time, it's be, there's been um, yeah. more and more answers for e- many of the questions that people... I mean, this there's a video that emerged in regards to Elisa Lamb. That's the case we're doing. Uh, that that went went public of her on the elevator that blew up the internet and blew up like the public was just like, what, what happened? They were dumbfounded. Here? They, they were dumbfounded. Were dumbfounded. Yeah. They didn't know what's and going scared. on here. And frankly, scared. A lot of <laughs> people that watch this video were freaked the hell out. Right.
1: But to me, it looks like someone who's just extremely paranoid, <laughs> or having some sort of uh maybe like
0: a, a meltdown. Like,
1: yeah, kind of like an episode. A kind of like yeah. a freak out, a panic attack, maybe.
0: Um, or maybe even tripping, but somebody that could possibly be tripping on something. So many questions. Like, why is this the only camera? That's one big question for me. Like, why is this the only camera we get? That's I mean, it's a, a great big point. hotel. But um, yeah, this is kind of a present to myself. if I'm not going to lie, because I've always seen the. Vi- I've seen the video but i never uh-huh. had the time to dive into this case and and figure out what exactly happened i've just seen right. the video and seen like the little headline or whatever and i think that's where a lot of people are with this they saw the tiktok that blew up recently i mean this kind of this case kind of reemerged again recently because uh, the video got put on tiktok and then it's like all the the young people who didn't know about it you know oh, the teens yeah. that were like Six years old when it happened in twenty thirteen. Right, right, it, right. And they're like, what the hell <laughs> <laughs>
1: What the hell is this? I love how I love how like uh like younger teens and kids they think everything starts on TikTok. They're like, Oh, that's that thing from TikTok. I'm like, no, that's from 94, from a cartoon. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Right. This goddamn tick. They think everything starts on TikTok. It's like, you know, TikTok's like less than five years old, right? Like,
0: right. That's a good point.
1: But hey. Oh, but you're going to talk about your uh, your uh, little name that you came up for this episode, which I thought was very clever.
0: Mommy, have you heard about this thing called Waco? I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it was this crazy siege that the government did, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's only on TikTok. That's
1: the only information. You could do this. Coming. You could
0: do this. Get this bit over and over again with just like famous events that happened.
1: Dude, it happens on a, almost on a weekly basis with just my kids. My daughter would come to me. she would be like, oh, that's that song from TikTok. Did you know there was a terrorist attack on
0: 9-11? I saw it on TikTok. I'm like, Jesus,
1: that song is not from TikTok. That's fucking Bob Dylan, you (laughs) son of a bitch. (sighs)
0: Hey there, Mr. Tambourine Man. It's a really good song. You should check it out, Mom. (laughs) You should (laughs) check it out. I know, right? You
1: guys heard this song? Another One Bites the Dust. The baseline is amazing. This, I despise this kid on TikTok. TikTok
0: wrote it. I despise TikTok. Yeah. I, I'll admit that I was just talking about this with my friends. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that like 10% of the stuff on there is like legitimately funny and I'll laugh, but like th- I deleted it long ago because I, re- I soon realized that 90% of the stuff on there makes me want to jump off a bridge and 10% yeah. of it makes me laugh. And I just, I, yes. I hate, I despise a lot of it because it's just. Young people trying to become famous and it's so disingenuous and it's it's like a lot of it is not even real. You know what I mean? Like they they stage right. they stage things to make it like to try and get a viral video and it's not even real. It just I know. a lot of it just
1: annoys That's me. See, that's the disadvantage of growing up with the <clears throat> internet. We've seen how these videos are created. We know the behind the scenes and every time i see a video like that i just think about the planning and the emphasis that went in on it and all the all like you said all the staging and it just mm-hmm. takes the comedy out of it for me cuz you can you can look at a video on the internet and be like holy shit like that was not planned that just happened to you know like security camera footage when something funny happens or yeah, you know, someone's filming for like maybe a gender reveal, but then something crazy funny happens on the side, mm-hmm. or you know, like those types funny of funny some Video stuff, you yeah, know? Well, like cool. that stuff that yeah, you don't plan. But now it's just like everything is planned out. Everyone's playing a character. Uh, especially on TikTok, you know, every every person that's on there is like in heavy makeup or in do some this kind of every, costume. Whenever
0: you're watching one, do this picture that person filming it, like what it took to film that, like. And a lot of times they're in public and stuff, and it just imagine being there and seeing them yeah. doing it. I do that every the, time without the phone involved, and it just it'll it'll immediately you'll look at it differently. you will be like, oh, this person is just really desperate for attention. It's kind of yes. sad.
1: It's super cringy. It's super cringy. They're out in
0: public. They're out in the real world, and yet they're just still glued to their phone, trying to get uh, online credit for something. Which we're we're one to talk when we're doing a fucking podcast right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we're kind (laughs) of we love doing this. It's 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 a
0: different. I think like this is long form. You know, I don't know. It's different.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about things that we we genuinely do like. I'm I'm actually I'm actually being myself on here, and I'm telling you, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I do like studying true crime. I like talking about it. Uh, with my friends. And that's exactly what I'm doing on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, you're getting the real me and you on this podcast. It's not like. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. We don't need to get on all that, man. We need to talk about this Chris mystery that yes. we're doing. You know? Yes.
0: We're going to get one I, star, but I'll talk. What I was saying is that I, I selfishly wanted to study this case. I finally wanted to dive into it, and I'm using the podcast as a reason to do so.
1: And that is perfect. Because I wanted
0: to know what the hell happened with this. And I feel satisfied. Like, after studying it, I really feel like I have a pretty good idea of what happened with Elisa Lamb. Yeah, me too. I feel good um, about it. I'm glad that, that we said, did this. That being said, there's still room for, for people to interpret it different ways. There's still you know, people that believe there's a paranormal aspect to this case. Oh, there's
1: absolutely. There's still people yeah. that
0: believe that she was being stalked. I mean, this is not a good part of town. This is right on Skid Row. Yeah. This hotel is famous for a lot of bad things happening. And we're going to definitely go dive into the history of the Cecil Hotel as well. So.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to explore every avenue that could have happened.
0: Strap in and unwrap this gift. All right guys, we'll see you on the other side.
1: It advertises itself as a beautiful, vintage, European style hotel catering to young international travelers like Lisa Lamb from Vancouver, Canada. This is the latest chapter in the hotel's dark storied history, says LA crime novelist and journalist Denise Hamilton. In so many ways, the Cecil is is like you know a metaphor for the city of Los Angeles and Hollywood. On the and Hollywood. Hollywood. It's all facade. It's all, it's all glitz on the outside and it's got this romantic, turbulent, sinister history. They rented a room,
0: went up to the room and then jumped out the window. Jumped out the window. Jumped out the window
1: everyone who comes here with hopes and dreams and stars in their eyes.
0: Uh, it's, it's the noir side of the city. All right, our case this week is the death of Elisa Lamb. It blew up in 2013 when a video was released by the police to the public of Elisa Lamb at the Cecil Hotel in downtown L.A. Uh, she had been staying there for three nights, and on the day she was supposed to check out, she did not check out. We'll get into all the details of you know of that. Mm-hmm. But this video released of her on the elevator in the hotel the night that she disappeared, and she's acting very strange. Um, that That is where this, this case became infamous was from that video. And we'll dive into all the details. We'll break down the video and all that in a little bit but I just had to give a quick synopsis of why we're doing this case, why it's such a big case. Right. Um, it's it's basically because of that video, because it is such a strange video her on the elevator.
1: Right, and if you want to pause this and watch the video, it's only four minutes, and it kind of gives yeah. you – I mean, it's not going to give away anything, trust me. I mean, it's a mystery for a reason. But you Yeah, can, and,
0: it, and the link, I'm sure I'm – t- I'm speaking from the past about the future, but I'm sure the link for the YouTube is in the description of this episode right now. So right. Th- to make it easy for you, we'll make sure that's in there. Okay. All right. But yeah, I, I recommend watching the video now, and then we'll dive into all the details of this case. Absolutely. So if you haven't seen it, fucking strap in, because it is very odd, and it, it freaks a lot of people out, that video. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. There's
1: a lot of questions. Yeah,
0: so, Elisa Lamb we'll start at the beginning. She was born on April 30th, 1991, in Vancouver, Canada. She shares a birthday with Kirsten Dunst and Travis Scott. Okay, right on. That's a good couple there.
1: Yeah, that is. Dude, Travis Scott, very versatile artist, man. He's involved in a lot of stuff. I follow, him yeah, on, I, like his stuff. I follow him on Twitter, and he's always giving shit away. Like People will tweet at him and be like, Hey, Travis, I need a PS5. He's like, DM me your address. I'm like,
0: dang <laughs> oh, it. shit. Yeah, you know, he was like featured That's on... That's a slippery slope there. Oh, I know. Then you know you're going to get like 100 more. Oh, I guess well, you just kind of pick and choose randomly. Yeah,
1: you help some. It's better than helping none. It's more than what most celebrities are doing. And That's then That's true. He has, a, uh, he has a skin on Fortnite, too. My son has begged me for that skin, but it's like like 20 bucks for some of these skins and stuff on here i'm like no way bro no way my
0: uh my nephews are obsessed with fortnite and they they want the v bucks or whatever is it z bucks or v bucks -bucks. yeah yeah then they're just like fiending for them like a crack addict oh i "I need some v bucks and i'm like all right get you some v bucks for christmas calm down
1: yeah seriously Seriously. Jeez. Yeah, my my kids it are. Make,
0: it makes it easy for me, you know, as far as buying them gifts. I'm like, all right, let's get them some damn V bucks. Yeah. Be happy as shit. Dude, my
1: my youngest two had been on it for a while, and we just we just kept cutting back the time. We're just like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't get on there at this time. You know, you're not spending four or five hours. Okay, now it's three hours. Now it's like two hours a night, and now they're they're kind of weaning themselves off of it. They're actually exploring different types of games. My son's been playing PUBG it has been playing like 4 oh Honor. dude. PUBG
0: is the shit. Um, that was the last game that I was really yeah. interactive with online. That kid, Dude, online playing that game with friends is so damn fun. It's I mean, and, and it's not a perfect game by any stretch, but that's kind of what makes it so fun is the glitches happen. Yeah. You know, you'd be driving <laughs> together in a Jeep, and all of a sudden you're like fly through the ground into the ocean. <laughs> you're like the, just rolling, laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you take a turn, and you're like your teammate just yeah. falls
0: out of the car somehow. It's like, what?
1: It's like, I don't know, yeah. I lagged. I'm standing back here at the cactus. Like, come get me, bro.
0: Yeah, I've I've honestly been out of the the video gaming world for the last year or so. Yeah, I didn't. And I wasn't ever heavy into it, but um, I, I'm surprised to hear, as someone who hasn't been really paying attention to it too much, how much staying power uh, Fortnite has. That it's still so big. Still big.
1: It's because it adapts. Yeah. It stays current.
0: Yeah, the the digital currency aspect to these games, it making these making these game com- gaming companies you know ridiculously rich it's just the fact that not only are you buying the game but then you're buying these skins and all these add-ons to the yeah. game and that shit is a huge industry it really is it really is it's crazy it really is <clears throat> but let's stay on track here yeah, yeah so travis scott and kirsten dunst any, any words on Kristen dunst um kirsten dunst
1: not really she's not one of my favorite actresses i, I liked dude. some of the movies
0: she's... she was in i liked some of the movies she was a good uh you know she's good in spider-man and mj and uh, spider-man yeah what was that? Uh, she was in a good rom com at some point.
1: Well, she's been in a remember. few. Yeah, she's been in a few. She's just not one of my favorite actresses. You know what I mean? I don't know why. She's just.
0: Oh, you know what? Uh, what was the, the cheerleading one? Was freaking awesome. I love that movie. Oh, Bring It On. <laughs> bring It On is great. Hell yeah. <laughs> the first one at least. Bring It On, bro. I remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. Hello, underrated. <laughs> Very. All right. So um, yeah. So uh, Elisa Lam, born in 1991. She had a younger sister named Sarah. Um she was very extremely close to and her parents had moved to Vancouver from Hong Kong so they had immigrated to to Canada from Hong Kong and they opened a Chinese restaurant called Paul's. Huh. Well, simple enough. Yeah, I guess trying to assimilate yeah. by naming it a very uh, North American sounding name, yeah. Paul. Yeah, I guess so. You don't want people not know the name of it either, you know. I guess some oh, takeout yeah. it from Makes Paul's. it easy. Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds it sounds like hey, you want to go to Paul's tonight? Yeah, get some food. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It makes it easy. It's for good them. marketing. Exactly. Um, Elisa, as I mentioned, had that younger sister named Sarah. Very, she was very close to. She was uh, Elisa herself was very outgoing, had many friends, um, and did well in high school. Like I said, very social. And her favorite book was The Great, Gaps, Great Gatsby. Oh, okay. it tells you a little bit about herself. I think she. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Loved uh, wanted wanted a lot of friends. She wanted. She was someone that ended up being uh, very lonely. Near the end,
1: yeah. Ironically, um, because it seemed like she wanted to be that social butterfly, that successful person who was out on the town. You know, kind of. I think that.
0: this was someone who the, the those years re- follow, directly following high school was very tough on her, where everyone kind of went off to college and st- was starting to get their lives going. Right. She was doing the same, but at the same time, she wasn't ready for. You know the high school uh, style of life where you're always around friends and whatnot. To to take a hiatus like that, it's a tough time. Right after high school, when you realize, you know, you're, I know adults always tell you, you know, oh, you just wait till after school. All your friends are gonna, you know, you're gonna lose them all. You're gonna have like one or two left. Right. So you have all these friends. They're gonna go do their own thing, and you're always like, yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. And then and, it happens. And then it, happens. it really happens. does happen. Yeah,
1: it really does happen. I mean, it's it's normal. It's it's part of it. You all go your different ways.
0: Yeah, but I think it affects some people more than others. It's definitely a hard adjustment because if you think about it, when it, through middle school and high school, all your friends are on the same schedule as you. And, like, directly after school, you, how often are you out hanging out with those people? That's, like, your whole life if, up until you're 18, and all of a sudden they all go off to college. And it, I guess if you go to college and you're in a dorm, then it's going to be pretty similar mm-hmm. in that perspective. But if you're not, if you're spending a lot of time studying, like right now with – uh the way things are with COVID, you know, everybody's at home and they're doing their studies online and you're missing out on that human interaction with each other. That's why a lot of people are struggling with mental I health I think right everybody's
1: now. doing that. Yeah. Everybody's struggling with that right now. Yeah. And we're having a, we're having like a little family get together with like some friends and cousins, you know, very small, uh, this afternoon. And I'm stoked about it, honestly. Like, I can't wait to be around other people. <laughs> like, I, I just can't wait, man. To have some sort of conversation and, you know, and it, it helps. It, like you said, it, that's what stems a lot of these, uh, where a lot of these mental health problems stem from. It's just being in your own mind too much. I don't think. We, oh, yeah. I don't think we realize, at least the average person, how little they are in their own mind. I think everyone should have some time in their own mind. Some people have. How many none. times have
0: we talked about it with this with this podcast in regards to you know uh, people who get put on in solitary confinement in prison? It's like the worst ah. thing you can do to a human being.
1: It really is. It really is. And I'm not saying humans never need time alone, but and that's just that's just too much. I think you need to be around other people. You need people who, well, and positive people too. Like you know, you can't just go be around toxic people and expect your mental health to increase. Uh, You you need to be around people who are positive influences in your life. But I, I, that's definitely some of the best medicine I think you can get.
0: Yeah. Uh, So in 2010, you get uh, you get her her perspective on things that were going on with her as in regards to loneliness and her depression. And I, 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 man, her blog, the stuff she wrote about in there was, was, uh, I don't know. It kind of spoke to me a little bit. I, I mean, mm-hmm. as we've talked about, we've, we've both had periods where we've struggled with depression, like most people, Right. you know, some people it's a lot more serious and it, it goes on for longer periods of time. And I think that Elisa was one of them and she would later be diagnosed with bipolar disorder and, and, you know, when you're in that manic depressive state, it can go on for weeks and months on end, you know, and no matter what you do, it just continues. And and she talked a lot about that in her blog. She had a blog called Etherfields, um, and it's still up. You can still find it, and we'll put the link to that also in our show notes. Um, and the introduction on her homepage to her blog was a quote that, I've, that spoke to me more than any quote I've ever heard before. It says, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. Yep and my the times where i'm down and that's where it stems from yep. it's where i'm sitting there and i'm too in my too much in my own head and i'm thinking what more could i be doing what is my legacy going to be yada 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 and that's not it's not the you know the healthiest uh train of thought i don't think for for happiness you know
1: right but because the,
0: that, where that stems from is you comparing yourself to others and that's everybody's on their own path and everybody's on their own journey and you have to just be on yours and not be concerned so much with how it stacks up to others. And that's, that's where I think most people's depression comes from a lot of times.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. People, people comparing their blooper reels to someone's highlight reels is yeah. the number one cause of depression. And
0: social media can amplify that oh because you're God, seeing the so best much. in everybody else's lives. Everyone's
1: putting up their highlights. Like You guys have to know. Um, yeah. But also, I think that, that keeping that phrase in mind could also be a positive thing as well. Um, you know, it can always be that little reminder oh, yeah. that uh, you know maybe I maybe I should go ahead and that's take the that fine line you walked. All right, is
0: you know that you 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 always know you probably could do a little more. Yeah. But man, it like.
1: But you also have to have time a, to relax and give time to yourself and have fun. It's
0: tricky to find that balance, man. It is. It's really tricky. It is to but, find where you could do more without compromising other parts of your life, without compromising your relationships. For mm-hmm. me, that's a big one. Is like when i think about what more i could do i, I also have to consider okay how is that going to affect my you know my family how right. is that going to take time away from me being a father and being a husband and
1: that's exactly right and how so, how important is that in aspect of you know compared to me being a father or me mm-hmm. a husband
0: how how important is that to me and my life for instance I, the job that i'm doing now that i've been doing for a long time it's not the most rewarding job but it pays well it has good benefits and and so on good health insurance for my family and i think that's part of you know, a struggle mm-hmm. in that I, I would like to do something that, you know, I, I look forward to more every day to go to that's, uh, you know, makes me feel good about the progress I'm making in this, this job. It's more rep- it's a repetitive job, right? And I think a lot of people have that, and it's it can chip away at you a little bit because you just feel like you're maybe wasting time, but at the same time, it's it's not wasted because it's providing my family with a ch- a chance to do what they want to do, right? And it's protecting them. And it's you also know. giving them a peace of mind and
1: security that you don't yes. realize. And they don't even realize that yet. Your children don't even realize how secure and safe their lives are. You know? mm-hmm. and th- but they will look back and appreciate that very much. Right. You know? and, b- and the fact that you started so early, I mean, you're going to get to retire
0: earlier than a lot of people. Yeah. Because and when I retire early, I can do more of what I want to do that is That's rewarding. That's right. That's right. And I also do things uh, outside of the job like this, you know, that are re- very rewarding and I'm building upon something.
1: Right. Right. It has to so. be a healthy balance
0: yeah so elisa's blog was filled with photos of runway fashion designs and her struggles with depression. that was basically the two main threads of her her blog was a lot of photos of new new wave uh i guess you could call it new wave fashion very cutting edge fashion design stuff that i was like to me it looks like runway fashion it's like very off the wall yeah stuff that you wouldn't see someone typically walking down the street wearing. Yeah, like they're you know? wearing
1: like a goose dress or something Yeah. You know? I don't know why that always comes to mind, but I've seen that like one time, someone wearing like a goose looking dress where it looked like the goose neck was wrapped around their neck and then the rest of the dress looked like the goose's (laughs) body on a runway, and I just can't get it out of my head. Every time I think of runway fashion, I think of that goose dress. I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm like, Where where is someone actually wearing this? You are not wearing this anywhere. Unless you're fucking lady gaga. But Right. Anyway it's hilarious
0: that you just think of a goose immediately. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Immediately freaking goose dress.
0: Oh, man. Uh, and then I think of Dr. Seuss when I hear goose because goose juice and moose juice that I just read so many damn Dr. <laughs> Seuss books with my kids all the time. <laughs> yeah. So in her blog, uh, we mentioned there's a lot of runway fashion pictures, and then um, she writes a lot about her struggles with depression. We have some examples here. Um, a blog post on November 19th, 2011. She says, Depression sucks, period. If someone says to you they have depression, don't ask why. There is no why. Don't say, Stop being sad. That is not helpful. Just be around and make sure they eat and go outside. Remind them every day it will get better. Tell them every day you love them and losing them would be unbearable. There's nothing else you can do.
1: Hmm.
0: It's very true. She has very uh, thoughtful and insightful writings in her blog for someone yeah. who was so young. You could tell she had struggled and thought about this stuff a lot, and she was also very smart. Right. Um, because I think that is that is a good way to put it. Is like you don't know what's going on, and it's not as simple as to say, "Hey, go work out; it'll be better." Because it's everyone's mind works differently, and it, right. it, a lot of times it is a chemical imbalance. It's not something that you know j- just a physical action is going to necessarily fix right away. So
1: that's right. Yeah, she has a really good grasp on it. You can tell. I mean, she's telling. She's basically throwing her emotions out
0: there on her sleeve and saying like this is the only way that helps me. These are the things that help me. And I do think doing something proactive and doing something productive like this blog probably helped her for a long time just mm-hmm. writing and getting these feelings out there and just doing something and then hitting post and knowing okay I accomplished that at least today. Well, even she you know, said just doing something can get that momentum going.
1: Well, she even said just be around and make sure they eat and go outside. So she's yes. she's, she's saying that, you know, it is your responsibility if you have a friend that has depression and you want to help them, you know, you don't have to be like, hey, stop being sad. Let's go outside. You could just be like, hey, I made us a picnic, you know, let's go out here and eat. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have to phrase it to where like they're the one that's sick and, and you're, you're the all-knowing yep. per- I think that's more of a turnoff for anybody. I know when I'm feeling like shit and somebody's trying to tell me the right way to go, it, it just it makes me want to put up more of a wall. I'm just like, no, 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 mm-hmm. you don't, just, just fuck off. Like, I, I just don't need that right now. Exactly, it's all about the phrasing and the way because
0: it is coming from like a position of superior artery, superiority. Superiority, at least it feels that way yes, in the moment. It can
1: feel like that, absolutely. Even
0: if you don't mean it that way, right. if you're the friend, but right on, yeah. So around this time, as she's writing these things in her blog, she was uh, she went to the doctor and she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, and put on medication. And I, I do believe that was helping her, you know, as it does most who who have serious mental health issues, right. Um, and a little over after a little over two years after she had started blogging, she announced that she would be abandoning her blog for another, um, and that she had started on Tumblr. And we were talking before this about Tumblr. We're very uh, ignorant in regards very. to Tumblr. We have no idea what what goes on on Tumblr. We I realize it's been around. It's one of the earlier social media platforms. Yes, but. Uh, we don't know how it works. It seems like it's it's a combination between Instagram, even though it was started three years before Instagram and Pinterest. It, it to me that's what it looks like, but I have no clue. I've never been on Tumblr.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. In- Instagram came out and just totally blocked it. Right. Uh, just totally threw Tumblr to the wayside. And like I was mm-hmm. telling Lauren, I see Tumblr like all the time. I know businesses use Tumblr, small businesses, big businesses. Yeah. And it's always one of those tags beside business logos. They're like, oh, check us out on social media and you'll see Facebook. Maybe Tumblr Instagram, is Tumblr. the
0: maybe Tumblr is the MySpace to Instagram's Facebook. You know what I mean? Like you know how Facebook came along uh, and then MySpace was just dead immediately? Yeah. Maybe that's what happened to Tumblr. Maybe they were the Instagram before Instagram came around and then it's just Instagram just freaking buried it. I don't know.
1: Maybe, but it still seems like there's a lot of people on Tumblr.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be something different about it that people like. Maybe it's also because it's kind of Maybe it's it's cool because it's not so popular. You know that type of thing. Right, right. Probably a lot of hipsters. Probably a lot of hipsters on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, They're like I was doing this before it was cool. So check out my Tumblr, stay bro. in here. Yeah, maybe it was the hipsters that kept Tumblr on the uh, on the DL. You know, right. They didn't want it to get as big as Instagram. They just this is our spot to share our
0: mustache wax. Yeah, and, uh, they just kept reporting people videos of us riding unicycles. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever they do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever they do, ride unicycles with <laughs> with trumpets
1: on in front of murals in Portland. I don't know. They do. It's not them.
0: even unicycles. It's like those bikes with the giant tire and the tiny tire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the bowler hat, <laughs> yeah. rolling
1: around with your pipe, yeah, smoking your LSD or whatever. Because it's Portland.
0: Everything's legal. Who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> <sighs> so. Back to the story. After graduating high school, Elisa enrolled at the University of British Columbia, and by the tw- start of 2013, she was 21 years old, and uh, she was no longer enrolled in any classes at UBC. She'd been struggling. This is when she was so, writing in her blog about, you know, depression and uh, staying. A lot of her writings were also about her, her troubles with staying on on track with school, right. that she was finding it hard to focus um, so, because of her depression, and she she was she, a lot of her depression got worse because she felt like she was following falling behind her peers as far as they were they were doing well yeah. in school. She was not, and then it just seemed to spiral out of control from there.
1: It's funny that she dropped out, though, at 21. I mean, most likely she was,
0: what, a year, maybe a semester? I don't semester? know that she technically dropped out, quote-unquote. She just wasn't currently enrolled anymore. I think she still had plans to get re-enrolled. It was just a, a brief hiatus, and I think this is around the time that she wanted to go on this vacation and, and kind of learn more about herself, and she, she thought that maybe getting out, yeah. seeing more of the world would help her depression, and then she could get back on track with school oh, afterwards. Oh, okay, okay.
1: But she just had one more year. It's like you're 21, Lisa. Like I know. If you're getting a four-year degree, you got one more year.
0: But I don't know how much of the time that she'd already done in school was wasted by not passing the classes and getting no, the credits. that's right. I don't, that's I'm true. not sure about that, maybe. so that's also... That's right,
1: or maybe she's changed her major every semester, yeah. which you, we know everyone knows somebody like that who's been in school for like twelve years and they have a bachelor's <laughs> degree, or they got like four of them.
0: It's almost like know? they're afraid to graduate and move on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, what was the what was the movie with uh, what was his face? Uh, Van Wilder or whatever? Oh, he's yeah. in college forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a cousin like that man. He was he got like his doctorate. He just kept staying in school and he just kept building on his degrees. But I mean, now he's teaching in like Finland, so. I guess it finally Jesus. does pay off, but it it took him a long time.
0: You gotta find some way to pay off all the all the debt. I mean, imagine how much student debt you rack up if you stay in school for oh that my long, God, dude. Yeah, I I have just I don't just pay the doubt. minimum on those loans, I guess, until until you die.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, right. Maybe that way. Yeah, maybe you'll pay them off before you pay your house off. Doubt it.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, as we mentioned, by the start of 2013, she was now 21 and no longer enrolled in any classes, and it was decided that she needed a break. That what she was doing in school was not uh, it, it was not uh, even worth it because she wasn't passing the classes and she was struggling and so m- take a break from schooling and figure out yourself uh, whatever's going on with you. May- she thought maybe taking a trip, seeing more of the world, and she was going to start with the United States West Coast, and she was hoping that this would get her out of the funk that was affecting her studies. Mm-hmm. And so in uh, early thir- early 2013, she planned a lengthy vacation tour of the West Coast uh, alone. And this, of course, worried her parents. She was going to be traveling, to, starting in California, and she'd be alone. And so her parents were very weary of her traveling by herself. But the young student was determined to go at it alone. And as a compromise, she made sure to check in with her parents every day of the trip to let them know that she was safe. And she, in fact, was... You know, through this trip early on, she was checking in multiple times a day. She was very diligent about it, which made her parents feel a lot better. Right. So the trip would begin in California, as I mentioned. She would first stay in San Diego for a short time before heading to Los, Al- Los Angeles, which is, and that's where the story becomes well known, is in Los Angeles.
1: You know, it seems weird to me. It's like she's in Canada, right? And then she decided to take a trip of California. Why did she go all the way to the south side of California and then go back? I guess she flew to San Diego and then decided she would drive back up or this this is what's weird to me it's like why not start in like San Francisco and work your way down if you're coming from Canada
0: well it's all the same one way or another you're going to if you say you start at San Francisco and work your way down you're going to have to fly back up to the top so it's one way or another there's no yeah but i i mean i assume she was short tr- short side and a long side to that trip return or on the way,
1: I guess I just assume she'd drive because if she's spending multiple days in places and whatnot, you want to go
0: places where you want to go. No, she but, was traveling mainly by like train and like Amtrak and things like that. Oh, okay, that,
1: that. okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. San Diego is a great place to start, though, man. One of my favorite cities in America. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Where I love San Diego.
0: Yeah, there's I mean, there's some really cool spots south of LA too, like uh, some beaches down in, like Newport Beach is beautiful. Well, you in LA, Manhattan yeah. Beach was my favorite that I went to. Okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't touch LA, man, when I was out that way. Too many people. It's just too crowded and
0: I'm like, oh, dude, it's a, yeah, it's a nightmare. I'm like, dude, if
1: <laughs> listen, if celebrities don't like living here, I sure as hell ain't going to like living there. You know, right. know what I'm saying? I just if it's too crowded for them and they got all the money and to get all the land and space they want, then no.
0: I, yeah. I, that's not going to be for me. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 one of those uh, vacations that becomes it's more stressful than like your normal life and you're like why did I do this to myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. With traffic and finding places to park. <laughs> I say that all there. the time. I'm like, guys,
1: some of these vacations just aren't vacations. They're just not worth it. No. It's not yeah. worth it. All
0: right. But uh, Elisa, she was having fun in California. Um, she arrives uh, on January 26, 2013 to LA from San Diego. She had made her trip to San Diego and now made her way to LA. Um, she had just come by Amtrak train from San Diego and was headed to Santa Cruz following her stay in L.A. So she was going to stay in L.A. for three days, then she would head on to Santa Cruz. And while in L.A., she booked a three-night stay at the Stay on Main, which was formerly the Cecil Hotel in downtown L.A. And we will talk much more about the Cecil. Oh, yes. Because this hotel is is world-famous, and it's, a la- it's now been officially declared a landmark in L.A. Mm-hmm. As of, I think, what was it, like 2017, it was declared a... Landmark.
1: Yeah, if you're planning, um, but it, if you're one of those people that like to plan true crime road trips, this would be a great oh, place to stop, man. right? You gotta
0: stay at the Cecil for sure. Gotta That's like definitely Cecil. a hot spot. This place has a very dark history, the Cecil Hotel in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. Her stay, and she would add to it, obviously. Right. Um, so her stay would be from January 28th to January 31st. Um, at the Cecil Hotel and she had initially booked a shared room which is just freaks me out to even think about sharing a room with other people on on your vacation. It's just, you know, how much cheaper could it have been? I guess probably a lot cheaper. I don't know. Or maybe she's such such a social person she looked at that as an opportunity to meet new people which is very possible. She was very outgoing. Right. And she was alone. She's probably wanting to have
1: conversations with people
0: as well. Yeah, but being alone is all the more reason why I wouldn't want to share a room with somebody because it's like what if they're, you know, yeah. weirdo predator I just we've done too many episodes of this show oh, just yeah. like I, <laughs> yeah, no doubt um so when she booked the shared room she was initially sharing her room with two other people at the Cecil however soon after she moved into the room the roommate she moved in with actually complained to the hotel staff about Elisa Ooh. they said that she had a quote-unquote odd behavior and they were kind of basically requested that she be moved to another room, at which point she was then moved to a single-person room.
1: She probably did that for a discount. She was like, I'll just get the
0: group room, Dude, and then I'll be... act
1: weird, and then the hotel will have to move me <laughs> to my own room. Yeah. Yeah. Shit.
0: I would yeah. say that would be a good game plan, but I, I think, uh, as we know, Elisa, it's p- probable that she was <laughs> acting strange when you see how yeah. she later acted on the uh, elevator and right, find right, a little right. bit more out why she was in the state she was in. That's right. So, however, when Elisa's parents uh, did not hear from their daughter on January 31st, so remember her stay at the Cecil was going to be from the 28th of January to the 31st, and she was due to check out on the 31st. However, on the 31st, it came and went, and her parents did not hear from her. And as we mentioned, her parents had been hearing her from her multiple times a day, and that was part of the stipulations of her being able to go on this trip, was like, you, you go, we don't like this, but... You know, you know, we realize you're an adult, but you better check in with us every day. And she had been studiously doing so, except on the 31st, they didn't hear from her. And then they call the hotel, they call the Cecil, and they find out from the Cecil that she did not check out like she was supposed to on the 31st. And Ooh. at that point, panic sunk in for her parents, and they did, did not wait long to call LAPD because they knew that something had gone wrong. Um, and that's where we will pick up this story after a quick commercial break. All right. There's
1: nothing like that Friday feeling. Clocking out of work on Friday evening, knowing you're just going to get to do whatever you want. Right? Sit out on the front porch, take it all in, maybe pour you a glass of wine. Right? Well, now you don't have to wait for that feeling to kick in once a week. Because with award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards all around the world directly to you. Because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up at your doorstep. Every bottle is hand-picked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine that you're guaranteed to love. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. You log onto their website, you make some selections of wines you like, wines you don't like, taste preferences, foods that you like, things like that. They send you your first box, and from there you rate those wines, you send them back, and your palate just continues to become more and more clear to First Leaf, and they can send you wines that better suit you. Subscriptions are flexible, and shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll always get award winning wine for an unbeatable low price. Maybe you consider yourself a wine novice. I do. But First Leaf held my hand and walked me through this whole process so I can find wine that I like without going to a grocery store and taking a gamble based on a label. So, what are you waiting for? Get that Friday feeling like I do any day. With First Leaf. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for twenty nine ninety-five and free shipping. Just go to TryFirstleaf.comslash creeper. That's six bottles of wine for twenty nine ninety-five and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash creeper.
0: What's up, creepers? I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor, Warby Parker. Orby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, offering glasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Orby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. I went onto Warby Parker's website. I took the quiz and ordered a home try-on kit. Five pairs of glasses that I selected based off of their quiz showed up to my house for me to try on. I loved all of them. Uh, one pair stood out to me and my wife as far as the, the way that they looked on my face, the way that they fit. I got to walk around and really get a feel for them, and I love them. And it's so easy. The, the return label is right inside the box. You put You put the glasses back in, you send the box back, um, then you go back on the website, you put in your prescription, and have the glasses sent to you. So much better than having to go out in the world during COVID. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. So try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash creeper. That's warbyparker.com slash creeper. Also, as an end-of-year holiday treat, you can save 15% when you purchase two or more pairs of Warby Parker prescription eyewear. This includes eyeglasses or sunglasses. It's a limited-time offer that ends 1231, 2020 So don't go into 2021 sporting those old glasses. Check out Warby Parker.
1: This week's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? Personally, I have battles with depression that leave me uninspired or unmotivated to create, which is the one thing I feel like I'm on this earth to do. But luckily, we're not alone. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. And you can start right here in the next 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, if you desire, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change the counselors if you need to or want to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, but financial aid is available for those who need it. BetterHelp is available all over the world. There's a broad range of expertise available, which you may not be able to find in your area. BetterHelp only uses licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and of course, anything you share is always confidential. What are you waiting for? BetterHelp is convenient, professional, affordable. Just check out the testimonials posted on their site every day on BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. And so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a True Crime Guys listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at BetterHelp.com/creeper. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com/creeper.
0: Um, She had been staying at the Cecil Hotel, she doesn't check out, she doesn't contact her parents on January 31st. Now the LAPD becomes involved, but before we dive into their investigation in trying to locate Elisa Lamb, we're gonna talk about the dark history of the Cecil Hotel to give you a little more background on this hotel and why this, a big part of why this story blew up so much wasn't just the video of Elisa Lamb, which we're gonna break down of her on the elevator the night that she disappeared, but also the fact that people know the dark history of the Cecil Hotel. And and if you don't know, you're about to find out. We're going to go all through it. <laughs> yeah. So the Cecil Hotel on 7th and Main Street in downtown LA, also known as the Hotel Cecil or the Cecil, and now known as the Stay on Main after it was rebranded in 2011. I don't know if that's even a good move, but then again, it still looks like the Cecil. They didn't really change much other than just the entryway. They put like a new little what do you call those things? The little cover that goes over the front door of things, like a little shade, Yeah, like a
1: new little awning. Awning, yeah. It's like a new awning
0: yeah. that's a different color, and it says to stay on Main. But the whole building still has the giant font on the side of it that says the Cecil. And I, I, to me, it's like just embrace the dark history and the, part, the fact that this thing has been a part of L.A. since the 1920s. And Right. You know, like people are going to want to stay there just because of its history. And you can't run now,
1: from it. Now, yeah. Now I do think, yeah, I think people do want to stay there because of the history. But I'm pretty sure it was bad for business, uh, calling <laughs> it the awesome. Cecil for a also while. Also, the fact sure. that they're
0: on Skid Row is also bad for business. Yeah, that's bad for business. Yeah. So <laughs> built in 1927, it was built as a hotel for businessmen to come in town and spend a night or two. However, shortly after it opened, the Great Depression happened and caused the surrounding area to decline into what we now know as Skid Row. It is on the outer edge of Skid Row. Um, but still nonetheless Mm -hmm. right down there in that mix. Um, The Cecil became known as a budget hotel that attracted displaced people, uh, including some involved in sex work and drugs. Eventually it transitioned into a single room occupancy business known as an SRO. Long-term tenants rented individual rooms and shared bathrooms with neighboring residents. The Cecil was a place where people who were really down on their luck were going to live. And we see in the eighties, Richard Ramirez was one of those such people quote unquote down on their luck, but I think he just liked the seediness of it and it was a place where a serial killer could hide out in plain sight. Um and that's right. And be among other people and you know, down on their luck, quote unquote.
1: That's that's exactly what I'm saying. There's so much activity going on at that hotel. It's just you blend right in. No one's I mean, I think it was even wasn't it even said that Richard Ramirez would like dump his bloody clothes in the dumpster yeah. at the Cecil? Yeah. Like he didn't even give a shit. Like he just it's dumped it off in the dumpster on my way out today mm-hmm. or yeah, he it, lived it there just, for a while,
0: and I, was, I think he yeah. did a lot of his killings while living at the Cecil Hotel because it was also right down in, it was right in downtown L.A. So it was another kind of area where you could hide out as a serial killer. It'd be hard to find. It's it's right. hard to locate somebody because, like we said, there's so many, you know, people who are you know living on the uh, edges of society down there who are not well kept. Who you know, if, if the police but, are looking for you, it's a good place to go hide out if you're in the underworld.
1: Right. Right. There's a lot of lot of nefarious things going on down there. It's very confusing, probably for police officers. Yeah, uh, trying to work in that area.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, as we mentioned, there's a lot of people who are staying at the Cecil who were down on their luck. And in the 80s of ni- 80s and 90s, two such tenants of the Cecil were serial killers Richard Ramirez and jo- uh, Jack Unterweger. Which we never we've never done him. He's an Australian serial killer, but he was a journalist initially, I guess, and he stayed at the at the Cecil in homage, apparently, to Richard Ramirez, and he was think, killing it, while living there.
1: I think he's a, uh Austrian. Uh, not Is Australian. He Austrian? Oh, so I could, thought it... Uh, yeah, he's an Austrian. Oh, yeah, Austrian, Austrian okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah, because there's a movie about him called Jack. I actually looked it up when I was when I saw his name. I was like, how have I... I'm not very familiar with this guy. Like, I'd heard the name in mm-hmm. passing, but I was like, hmm, that's a weird name. But when you think about it, Schwarzenegger and then Unterweger,
0: you're like, oh, yeah, Austrian. Oh, yeah, sense. okay, they, they can see that now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Until we go. Exactly. Um, in 1985, Ramirez was living on the Cecil's top floor in a $14 a night room. Um, the Cecil then filled with hundreds of transients living in cheap rooms was a good place for Ramirez to go unnoticed as he killed 13 women. He was, quote, mm. just dumping the bloody clothes in the dumpster at the end of his evening and going into the back entrance of the Cecil. There you go. My It's dad. another day's work. Ugh. Um, and uh, days Jack Unterweger uh, worked as a journalist covering Los Angeles crime for an Austrian magazine in 1991 when he moved to the, into the Cecil how ironic and a tour guide of downtown LA and these landmarks said that quote we believe he was living at the Cecil in homage to Ramirez Richard Shave the tour guide said so uh,
1: or maybe he just thought it was a good idea as well to, to hide in plain sight I mean it just seems like and it's one of the cheapest hotels as well and if you're gonna be doing uh Reporting on crime, wouldn't you want to be near it? Right. I mean, that's kind of the point. Get a feel for it. Right. Get a feel for. It. I mean, and, I mean, and he's committing it as yeah, well. Yeah, he's got to so. get
0: for the, a kill. F- mm-hmm. He's got to get a feeling for the whole experience. I mean, including killing yeah. people as well. Right. Who better? than... No, I'm sorry. sure at some point we'll do <laughs> we'll do Jack Unterweger because I like you. I was unaware of this to. guy.
1: I know. I hope that uh, I hope the movie, the Austrian movie that was made about him, uh, has a lot of rewards. Has a lot of awards. It seems hmm. to be pretty. Uh, well-received over is there, it but in, I don't know if it's it in dubbed, dubbed American English or what. Or do we have to watch it in subtitles? I have no idea. That's mm. what I'm saying. I don't know if, it, if there's any dub versions or if it's subtitles or what. I'll mm.
0: we'll have to check that out. Yeah. So, uh, Unterweger is blamed with killing three sex workers in Los Angeles while being a guest at the Cecil. Throughout the hotel's existence, there have been multiple deaths from unnatural causes, whether accidents, murders, or suicides. And we have a timeline from the Cecil's inception oh, of some of these different crimes to give you a feel for its dark past. They're strap in. Yeah, so Helen Gurney, a woman in her 50s, leaped from a 7th floor window landing on the Cecil Hotel marquee on October 22nd, 1954. God. You imagine that. <sighs> a lot that scene, of women dude. jumped from this building in the 50s and in, in, oh into God. the 60s and 70s. It's bizarre. It oh. became like a suicide hotspot in a weird way. Yeah. Julia Moore jumped from her eighth-floor room window on February 11, 1962. She left behind a bus, a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents, and an Illinois bank account showing a balance of $1,800, which in 1962 was like, yeah, it wasn't a matter of she was she had no nothing left, you know. Like you could right. you could start something with $1,800 bucks in 1962. You could
1: hell yeah. yeah, unless that was an old bank account book. I mean it was just a book. It's not like it was an actual
0: statement from a bank. That's true. That was the back in the days where people actually balanced a checkbook and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I, know, I mean right? that was you actually just go online that went work. on up until I would say like the late 90s. I remember my mom always balancing a checkbook. Oh, yeah. I remember my mom trying to teach me yeah, like it's you like, need to learn, and an we're like, to yeah, there'll be something better to, someday. We don't got to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> We'll have a phone that. in a pocket that does that for us, <laughs> mom. Yeah, right. You just sign to your bank account app now, and right. it's just like, boom. Okay, your yeah. phone There's will, will just you
0: tilt your phone up. It looks at your face. It logs into your bank account. Shows you your balance. <laughs> you're good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, Pauline Otten, who was 27 years old, jumped from a ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband on October 12th, 1962. She landed on... Oh, man, this part. Holy This fuck. is so sad. So Pauline Otten jumped out of the ninth floor and ended up landing on a 65-year-old man named George Gianni who was walking on the sidewalk 90 feet below. Both were killed instantly. That's... Oh, oh my... Can you imagine witnessing that, first of all? Like, be, imagine you work there and, like, you have to deal well, with that. two people died today Holy instantly. shit, man. This, this guy's I, just minding his business, walking down the street, and a woman from ninety feet up lands on him. Jesus, I just, I just feel like that's really irresponsible
1: of someone committing suicide. Yeah, I agree. Like, I have, I have to say that. Like, if you're going to take your own
0: life, I mean, it's at least wait for the traffic to, take to clear life, below, you know. But seriously,
1: you got to jump like on these somebody. people
0: that that uh, decide to kill themselves by like driving intentionally head on into someone. That it's just like, despicable. oh, that's some bullshit, man. That's despicable. bullshit. Yeah. And that's happened a lot of times, sadly. A lot of there's that's, that is all too common that that yeah. occurs. Yes, it is. Um, so uh, someone named Pigeon Go- Goldie Osgood, that was their nickname, Pigeon, Go- Pigeon Goldie, a retired telephone mm-hmm. operator was found dead in her ransacked room on June 4th, 1964. Osgood, known for protecting and feeding the pigeons at nearby Pershing Square, was stabbed, strangled, and raped. The crime has never been solved. So that's this, just the 50s and 60s we've covered so far, and there's already been that many suicides and a murder. That looks like a she. I would think that she was just a, a victim of
1: circumstance. Someone saw yeah. her and wanted to commit, commit an act of violence that, uh, and knew that no one was going to care about this pigeon lady.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it sounds bad, but I really do think that's why this crime has never been solved. It's just lack of... Lack effort, of care. Effort, yeah. yeah, effort. And also yeah. you're
0: talking sixty-four, so the the means to solve a crime was already difficult. And if they don't have a lot that's of right. motivation to solve it either because they view this person as like kind of a who cares, mm-hmm. then that's when you get an unsolved crime for that long. Right. Then in nineteen seventy-five, a still unidentified woman jumped to her death from the twelfth floor. Um, new owners would convert three of the floors back to hotel rooms around two thousand seven, but most of the building uh, building remains SRO. And as we mentioned, it's located on the edge of Skid Row. There have been multiple sightings of ghosts at the hotel, and the building is a focus for true crime-themed bus tour, hotel horrors, and Main Street Vice. I didn't know there was this <laughs> this tour that you could do. That sounds like something if we make a trip there, we'd have to do.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, though. I, there's always people capitalizing on this stuff, man. Yeah. You know, if there's this much shit happened here, oh, yeah, there, somebody's finding out a way to make money
0: on this. Yeah. So, according to the L.A. Times, calls to the L.A.P.D. from the hotel have dropped dramatically since 2008, and on February 28, 2017, the City Council designated the 1920s building as a Los Angeles landmark. So it's it's, it's slowed down a nowhere. bit, but this case brought it back to the fold again because mm-hmm. you get this this very uh, odd death of young Elise Lamb, you know Elisa Lamb, and uh, so let's get let's get into what happened with Elisa Lamb. Back to early February 2013. The police have been made aware that Elisa Lam was staying at the Cecil Hotel. She did not check out, and she has not been seen. Her parents have not been contacted by her. They now fly out. Her, her family flies out to L.A. to help the police with the investigation. Um, and with the help of dogs, they, they scour the Cecil Hotel looking for Elisa Lam. They search her room. They search all over the hotel, including the roof, and they find no sign of her. The last person that had reported uh, reported talking to Elisa on the day that she disappeared on January 31st was the manager of a bookstore next door to the hotel. The manager has been interviewed since, and she said that Elisa was in good spirits and very talkative. Very much how we know Elisa, as a person, was very outgoing, and she's you know she was basically talking this bookstore's uh, this bookstore manager's ear off. You know, talking about the different books she wanted to get for her family members. She was there. With the purpose of buying books for her family to to bring back with her, you know, as kind of, uh, I guess, souvenirs. Right. And uh, she was talking to the the bookstore manager, and was she was concerned that the weight of the books was going to be cumbersome for her upcoming travels, which is would lead you to believe that she had no plans of, you know, ending her own life at all. If she was at the bookstore that that very day. And you know, buying books for her family and talking to the manager about her concern about the weight of the books for you know her future travels. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound to me like someone who is about to to commit suicide.
1: No, it does not. <clears throat> no, no, it doesn't. But maybe she was just trying to be kind because she was planning suicide and didn't want to buy that many books. Maybe.
0: In the week following yeah. her disappearance, police released uh, flyers and did a TV press conference with her parents in the background. Then on February 14th, Valentine's Day, over two weeks after her disappearance, the security camera footage that made this case infamous from the hotel's elevator was released, which made it just blow up, obviously, because this this video, as I mentioned, it it freaks a lot of people out for good reason when you watch it. Um,
1: It's one of those eerie videos, man. And Even if this didn't happen, if this video just surfaced and we had no idea who Elisa Lam was, this video is still creepy. But knowing, but knowing the outcome, it's just another one of those just creepy, eerie uh, video photos from crimes, you right. know, right before crimes happened, and it just has this. It really does look like she's being chased by something, mm-hmm. or in fear of something.
0: Yeah. So sure. the video, I, I believe it was midnight, right around around midnight, it, mm-hmm. and it shows uh, the upper corner of the elevator, a typical elevator camera, shows the door open. It shows Elisa enter. She bends down for the, you know, the, the, the list of buttons there for the floors. And like a child, in a sense, hits all of the buttons, like basically from top to <laughs> yeah. bottom kind of slides down. And you can see at least five of them lit up in the video. But it's a very grainy, I mean, it's a security camera it's video security from, video. The, from yeah. 2013 at a hotel, at a seedy hotel. So it's pretty grainy. But you can definitely right. see that the multiple floors are lit up. And early on, after she pushes the buttons, you see the door attempt to close. You see, you, right after she pushes yeah. the buttons and she, she goes from bending down in front of them to, to standing up, at about right. like 12 seconds into the video, you see the door attempt to close to the elevator and then it goes, it goes back. And, and then, you know
1: what? You know what? I think if she hit the help button on those elevator buttons, bro, that door won't close.
0: And I think that's what she did. Ooh, that is I think, interesting.
1: Yeah, I wondered. I I'm like, she had to
0: have hit a button right that kind of froze the, the elevator up.
1: Yes, and if you hit a call button or a help button, that elevator will not close. And if, like, let's say the elevator is moving mm-hmm. and then you hit it while the doors are closed and it's moving, it's going to come to the very next stop, open the doors, and stay open.
0: Wouldn't if she had hit the, hit the help button, wouldn't the staff have had to come out and have said something like, Yeah, we did get a call from the elevator. You know, someone they never called did. for help. No one's ever said anything, as far as I've I've heard from the hotel or staff. Me- as far as like, yeah, we had spoke to her, but that would explain if she did hit the help button and someone was trying to talk to her through a speaker on the elevator. I don't know. Is that how that works? If you hit help, is it like is it kind of like an intercom type of thing, or does someone have I- to physically come and and help you? Because it would explain why it looks like she's talking to someone when there's no one I there. I think
1: I think someone would physically come. It's been my experience. Um, someone did this in a hospital one time. It's the only reason I know this. Um, and this this happened. A kid hit a help button on accident, and we were in the elevator with him, and the elevator just stopped. The door wouldn't close, nothing. Mm. And this person came with a key, and they had to reset it. Mm. And, you know, they came and checked on everybody. They're like, is everybody okay? You might need help. And they're like, no, no, we're good. And so they just put their key in the, in the little lock thing and turned it, and then the elevator was ready to go again. But someone did have to physically come to the elevator. Yeah. So I'm imagining that would be the same thing here. But I mean she wasn't in the elevator very long 2 or 3 minutes and she's dip she's yeah. done gone. So I mean who's to say someone didn't show up.
0: Yeah, after but also that? what's what's odd is so like she's she goes back and forth. She's in and out. She's she's peeking around the corner. There's very odd behavior on her part. Um right. she's acting as though something is freaking her out, following her. Uh there's she even appears at times as though she's talking to someone out of frame. Um yes. it's it's believed that there was no one there. Now. Um, but who knows? Who really knows because you know there what? were no other cameras. Um but to speak. You know of.
1: what really weirds me out too? There's one part of the video where she gets like up in the corner near where the buttons are mm-hmm. and she like tries to squeeze her body into that corner. So let's say if you walked by the elevator, you wouldn't even see her. Yeah. That's what really weirded me out. It's like she looked out yeah, the door 30, and she 32 ran back seconds inside. In,
0: she's standing in the corner like it appeared, yes. uh, to try and hide from someone who if they were yes. walking by they wouldn't see her. Exactly. You would have to come all the way in the elevator to see her over in the corner. Yeah. Whether there is cause or reason for her to be freaked out or not, there's no denying that she's legitimately freaked out. Like, you can't. That's one thing that is undeniable. She is freaked out whether it's justified or not. Mm -hmm. In her own head, something is freaking her out or something legitimately, in reality, is is giving her cause to be freaked out. But what you're saying about the help thing... The one thing I'll say about that is that basically, when she does wander off after a couple minutes of her strange behavior, she wanders off and the door closes to the elevator and then it continues on its path. It goes to floor to floor like she had pushed the buttons. That's a good point. That's and a good so point. It's, it's, it's very odd. The
1: behavior of this elevator is odd. Maybe she just kept hitting the door open button and she hit it so many times that it just stayed open for a, a long period of time. I don't That's know.
0: That's something. Maybe she hit the floor buttons, but then she also hit the floor or the, the door open button. Mm hmm. And then she kept walking through in and out, which would prevent it from closing. That's
1: right. That's right. And then she kept know. sticking her head out, which would also reset the sensor.
0: There's also a lot of talk that this video has been edited. A lot of people say because it took the the hotel what a week or two. How long did we say it took for them to release this video after her disappearance? It took them more than a day. It wasn't like yeah. they re- re- released this right away. It took at least a week. And, and also people have said that the... The coding at the bottom left corner of the video, which would be the timestamp and whatnot, right. is like scrambled. That that people have said that you can, if you follow the tracking of those numbers, that they jump around, and there's at least a minute missing of this. Oh, and so it, people think that this this video was tampered with. You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there who believe that this was tampered with.
1: Right. Hmm.
0: Possibly. Yeah, so that's Possibly. that's as much as we can break it down. You have to watch it for yourself and, and get freaked out by it. <laughs> um, but we're going to continue on with the story. So, yeah, that video emerges, and that's all they have to go on. you know. And, and the case goes cold for a minute there because they're just like, okay, this video doesn't help us, really. I mean, it shows that she was freaked out, that something was going on, but it doesn't give us anywhere to go from here because she was she, we haven't found her. Right. <clears throat> So uh, the last minutes of the video show her standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands and gestures. She peers out, and then she walks off, and the the elevator continues on its path. Um, The public was captivated by the footage, and speculation was rampant. Was she being stalked? Was there a paranormal event, or was she suffering from a mental breakdown? Unfortunately, the footage didn't give any definitive answers. The family and the law enforcement would have to wait for a break in the case to come. And thankfully, five days later, a break would finally come. However, it wasn't in the form that they had hoped. Um, On February 19th, a body was discovered in one of the four water tanks on the roof of the Cecil Hotel. So there was these Mm. four large water tanks that provided the water to the hotel staff, to the guests, to the restaurant that was within the the place. Um, And the reason this was discovered, this body within this tank, was because the Guests at the hotel had been complaining to the staff that there was some issues with the water. The pressure was low and that the water had a... What would you say? It was not clear. It it was uh, murky water, essentially, was coming out. How many people drank that water, dude? I know. I know. How many people showered in it, drank from it, washed their hands, Mm. yada, yada. Um, You have to wonder. And what's sickening is that the hotel... Even after finding out that there was a body in the tank and that was the reason for the water issues, did not refund the guests. Uh, They basically said, hey, drink it at your own risk,
1: essentially. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. They
0: had it tested to make sure that there were no harmful uh, bacteria in it that could, Uh could have hurt anyone. Supposedly they did that, and then they put some extra chlorine in the water to kill the bacteria that was remaining, and that was that.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. More chlorine
0: yeah. to eat my insides away and kill all the good bacteria inside my gut as right, well. Thank right, you very right, much. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean at this point you're not drinking that fucking water and at this point I'm checking out. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm dipping out anyways. Yeah. yeah. But some people live there though, man. That's true. You know? That is a good point. Yeah, a lot of people live there. The SRO thing that was going on, yeah, there was there was long term yeah, renters of residents. in there. That's right. So the body uh, as I'm sure you've figured out by now, that was discovered in the water tank was determined to be Elisa Lamb's body. And the coroner released his report on February 21st and found that there was no evidence of trauma or sexual assault and the death was ruled an accidental drowning. But how the hell did, wow. did Elisa Lamb on her own accord, end up in a giant water tank on the roof of a hotel? And this I she was I mean, hiding in there, dude. People were convinced that she was, she was killed and put in there. And for good reason. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. That a person would yeah. end up in a water tank, and it, these, and initially it was, you know, reported that the door going to the roof was locked, that it had an alarm on it, that the water tank, there was no fixed mm-hmm. ladder to the water tanks, and they were, yeah. they were pretty. I mean, it was not something you could just climb on. You needed a ladder to get up there. They were at least like 10 feet high, and Elisa mm-hmm. was a, a small girl, um, and so how did she get up there? How did, And the tanks had lids on them that were the lids were closed supposedly. Yeah. How does she end up in this water tank? None of it made any sense. And then you know, like you think about all the other factors, like why what, the, her acting strange on the in the, the video footage, and where's the other? You would think there would be more more cameras. A lot of people have said this in comment sections of stuff that I've looked at. Yeah, up. there's where's no cameras, the cameras on the roof. Cameras in this hotel? There's, how is it just she was wandering seemingly all over the place? Yeah. How is there not a camera on the roof in any of the hallways, stairwells?
1: Like there's no camera in the
0: stairwells. With or as or much nothing? crime like, and stuff as happened in this hotel, you would think you would want cameras everywhere. That's what I'm thinking. Seriously, seriously,
1: or maybe they don't. Maybe they're like, "Well, we don't want people. We don't want the cops here we all the liability. time." Our- yeah, they're like, "Oh shit, we we don't want to film everything." There's just a lot that goes on here. We're not the CISO Hotel.
0: Naive. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what happens ah. here stays here. That's right, like Vegas.
1: Ultimate privacy.
0: Yeah. So the uh, the the coroner also uh, released the fact that there were no drugs found in Elisa's system which in her case was a bad thing because Elisa was on uh, a list of prescribed drugs for her mental illness. She, she was on several drugs that helped her with her bipolar disorder um, and her depression. And she had apparently not been taking those drugs, which is a big reason why this case has been closed and it's assumed not unsolved. It's, you know, it's, it's assumed at this point that she had a mental breakdown. The footage from the, security camera in the elevator mm-hmm. would help you come to that uh come to that conclusion and the fact yeah. that she was not i mean if you stop taking all of these psychotic drugs you know uh anti-psychotic drugs uh, just cold turkey it can have some severe uh consequences
1: but why why would she do that why would she stop taking them cold turkey like that just to just maybe that's why she wanted to get out by herself to see if she could handle it, to see if she really needed all of these drugs that everyone was telling her she needed or But she's writing about her her mental illnesses and her blogs and stuff. So obviously she's aware and recognizing them yeah. and understanding that she needs she needs the help that she's getting. So it does it just doesn't make much well, sense. Here's for my her not, maybe
0: she lost them or they were stolen. Have you ever this is a question I have for you. Have you ever uh, so let's say you have an injury and it's painful or you have a really bad headache and uh-huh. you, you take, you take pain medication or you take ibuprofen or whatever. And it, I, I've had nagging pains here and there. And you take, so you take ibuprofen and it, it does such a good job that you forget you even have the injury or you start to think like, oh, it's healed. I'm fine. And then yeah. you don't take, you don't take the pain medication again. Let's say you just got injured and you're only supposed to take this for a few days or whatever. You take it one time, like, oh, I'm fine now. You know, and then you don't take it, and then the pain sets in again. Yeah. It's possible there's an element of that with, with this type of thing, You know, where, where it's a medication that's, that's helping your mental state. And, and it works so well that you often. feel happy, you feel good, and you're like, maybe I just don't need this anymore. That's, that's part of the trap that can, occur, that can occur. She might have been feeling that's so true. good. She's like, oh, I'm out traveling, and maybe this has fixed me. I just needed to get out and do something, and I don't need these anymore. That's possible that uh, that, that was what happened.
1: Yeah, it is. Or maybe she's just out in a different schedule, and you know, she's, uh, like we said earlier, she's traveling by train, by train, probably public transportation, and maybe she was out somewhere where she had left her meds at home, and she was past the time where mm-hmm. she needed to, to re-up, you know, to, to take another pill. Maybe she's supposed to take, a, like, like, for instance, if she's supposed to take a pill every eight hours, and somehow she gets stranded out somewhere and misses a bus or something and doesn't, and ends up being out for 12 hours you know what i'm saying like yeah. how how are the, how is this going to react yeah. now she is trying to get home frantically to get her medication
0: but she it's also too late. could have She's lost them having a meltdown she also could have lost them because it's known that she lost Should her phone have. shortly before her disappearance and she'd even or, posted on either tumblr i think she had posted on tumblr or instagram or something that she had lost her phone um in a in a blog Dude. she had made a little a little post saying that she had lost her phone so i don't know where she posted that from if it was from an internet cafe or the computer right. at the hotel, or where she had posted that from, but she—it was known that she had lost her phone, and so Dude, if she listen, lost her I'm phone. Totally... It's possible she lost her meds too.
1: Oh, for sure. Listen, I'm, and I'm totally spitballing here, but what if some of the people she was in the room with first maybe took her meds, took her medication, took her? This is a uh, sketchy hotel. It's very possible. Th- I mean that that is not even rare. People take meds from people's oh, homes God, all the yeah. time. You have oh, to be God, careful yeah. who you have in your home. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I've worked I've worked with contractors where later I found out they were taking meds from people's homes. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh, can I use your restroom?" Go in there and raid in the damn cabinet. People that I knew for years. There's a lot
0: of addicts that that's the first thing they do when they oh. go into someone they don't know that well's house, they go you into d- their medicine cabinet and see what they can find. That's, no doubt about it. That's what
1: I'm saying. And people and and if they were sharing bathrooms, maybe Elisa left her bag in the bathroom or in you know on the counter in the sink or whatever, mm-hmm. and somebody took her shit. And she Very thought possible. she lost them.
0: Very possible, or someone the, could have broken into her room when she was gone and took in shit. This, like absolutely. we said, this is a sketchy hotel.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: So, yeah, the police. Uh, the, many questions remained after finding her body. Um, the the roof. How the how was the how was the, that she got onto the roof and got into that tank? If in fact the door, at, like the hotel said, was locked, going to the roof. Um, yeah. How did she get on top of the tank and in? If there was no fixed ladder to the tank. Um, and the tanks supposedly had heavy lids. All of the tanks, including the one that Elisa was found in, had the lid on. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did she get in there? How did she close the lid? Uh, you know, how does this happen? Um, the police had searched the roof in the days following her disappearance as well and found nothing out of the ordinary. Why were there mm-hmm. no cameras other than the one in the elevator? So a lot of people were looking at the hotel staff, like, a little sideways, like, well, how does this happen? You know, either you guys are, you know, directly involved in, in killing Elisa Lamb or you guys are so negli- negligent uh, in running a hotel and allowing something like this to go on. And there right. was actually a lawsuit by Elisa Lamb's family later on, you know, a, a wrongful death suit in regards to right Elisa. On. Uh, they didn't win, though. <laughs> uh, basically, the hotel said, you know what, it's, it's not our fault. We can't protect people from wanting to harm themselves, is what they said. And you see through their past that uh, how many people have jumped out of their building and they didn't change anything, so... <laughs> Right. You'd think they would put some bars on the windows or prevent people from being able to jump out of the damn thing at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I would. I Just as I, I, for the mental state of my my workers at my hotel, I wouldn't want them witnessing people dying all the time, jumping out of the window of the hotel I'd owned. I'd put some preventative measures in the windows so that people couldn't jump out anymore. That would just be me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: But then now your hotel looks like a giant prison. It's like true. who wants to stay at a hotel with bars on all the windows.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. You know, I, I don't know.
0: Um, so photos on Elisa's Instagram leading up to her death. Here's another clue that may lead you to believe that she did go up on the roof uh, on her own accord. Many video, uh, photos on her Instagram leading up to her death showed her on rooftops. She would post these pictures of her. She apparently liked to, be, to go up to rooftops. And I, I've done this myself. I think it's, an, yeah, it's who a, doesn't? a human instinct. Yeah, when you're at a hotel, I, I, dude, I can't preach enough to people that work or own hotels to keep shit locked because I've done this so many times where I just wandered around hotels into like, let's see where I can go. Like on the strip in Vegas, I've I've made it on top of buildings and things like that just by just simply walking around and seeing where I, I've gone into private pools that I shouldn't be in. And then you just ple- plead ignorance. Like <laughs> you know, I've had security come over, like, what are you doing here? Like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't, uh, like, yeah. you have a guest here. You I show them know. your card, and like, all right, get out of here. You're not allowed to be in here. <laughs> Just like, "No, that was worth it. I got to swim in this private pool for a while." <laughs> but like, keep your yeah. shit sufficiently locked up, especially the roof. Like, make sure. Especially people can't... the roof. And so, apparently, the door to the roof very well could have been locked, and yet someone still could get up there because this also gave a lot more clarity as to how Elisa, if she was so inclined, could have actually done this. And it's now known right. that she could have done this because someone following this story um, had gone and stayed at the CISO Hotel with the intent of seeing if they could pull off what Elisa Lamb seemingly pulled off if they wanted to. And they were able to go up a fire escape, get to the roof unabated. And then once once on the roof, the water tanks, they sat next to another uh, structure, which was like a maintenance building, yeah. I'm guessing. And you could access a ladder to get on top of this build, this this other building on top of the roof. And from there, you could easily drop down onto the tanks. And when this person did this, they got on top of the building next to the tanks. And when they got over to the tanks, two hatches of the four tanks were open. And so this person oh. easily, within five minutes, could have done what Elisa Lamb did if they were so inclined. They could have gotten into this tank. And this is following the- Elisa Lamb's death. Following the media shitstorm that this hotel had to deal with. Following... And the they're still letting people death get up suit, there. <laughs> everything. They still could, someone could still go do this afterwards.
1: <laughs> mm. so. They just I don't, the, the videos probably on YouTube. Looking at but it, like, if you
0: look hard enough, you can find it. This 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 guy going and and basically getting access to the tanks himself, following Elisa Lamb's death.
1: That is absolutely insane, dude. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was trying to hide from somebody. You know, if if she was that still trying to point. hide, if she, she made was legitimately it to scared the roof, that
0: someone was chasing her. Yeah. A water tank, if you're, you know, if, if you're in a, if you're having a mental breakdown, if you're, if you're really afraid that someone's chasing you, whether they are or not, a water tank could be a reasonable re- place to hide. But you, she's possible, very possible, she didn't mean to, to die and she got in there and realized quickly that there was no getting out. Right. Maybe the water level side.
1: was too low or maybe the person that was chasing her saw her get in there and they just shut the lid on her.
0: Yes, that's also. And they were like, "Wow!" Because that That, is one of the biggest questions that remain: is how did that lid get closed? You could you could seemingly close it as you were dropping in. It's like a hatch lid, like with hinges. Oh, wow! And so, yeah, I'm I've come around to the idea that I I think, unfortunately, Elisa Lam didn't take her meds for one one reason or another, whether it was on her own accord or whether they were stolen, and she. She lost uh, reality for a bit and and did, in fact, go up on the roof because she liked to go on roofs, and I think she was very possible that she was afraid that something was chasing her and got in that tank to hide or something along those lines and uh, drown in there. Yeah, whether it was real or not, it seemed to be very real to her.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. How you react. It's do it's react? It's, uh, it's very sad, and her family has actually even come out and said that they believe that she got in the tank um, and that they did sue, as I said, the Cecil Hotel, which uh, the, the case, they, they did not uh, receive any payout for that because basically the Cecil just said, hey, you know, we, we can't prevent people from doing what they're going to do if they want to harm themselves, and which I think is kind of a cop out, like prevent people from getting on your roof unless they're staff. You know, make sure. That... Yeah,
1: you can prevent people from getting near the water that is supplied to all yeah. of the customers of the hotel. It's like your water source. If anything needs to be protected, why can you not even protect the water source? That's that should what...
0: have been another lawsuit they had to deal with. Is the guests? There. Somebody.
1: Yeah, that guy that filmed himself going up there, or Lisa, or
0: anybody could go up there and pour rat poison in one of those tanks. <laughs> no doubt, right?
1: And just fucking nobody Or a would damn even bird know. could
0: fly over if that hatch is open and shit in there. Yeah. Get people yeah. sick. Freaking uh, my, uh, mice or anything could crawl in there and die And, and freaking rot exactly. away And get into the water It's amazing
1: Dude, you know that's happened right? In the history of this hotel Something has gotten in those tanks die. Wanting to get water Some thirsty ass bird in the mm. desert of LA You know, something it just, it just don't make sense to have those tanks so accessible And
0: let alone open Right Let alone Ridiculous. open Ridiculous <sighs> Get your shit together, Cecil Hotel Come on Seriously. Or the Stay on Main? That's what you call yourselves now.
1: The Stay on Main. <laughs> you could change your name all you want. Right. Yeah. Danger. But I guess that hotel ain't going nowhere, right? You said it was officially a landmark. Oh, now, yeah. Right? No, it's not going anywhere. So it's not going anywhere. So they need to take some precautions, man. They need to do some updating on that thing. Right. Or something.
0: All but, right. All right. I got it out of my system. I always wanted to know what happened in this shit. And I feel, I feel good. good about you know what I know now about it. Um, I think it's a tragedy. I think you know, if you're gonna, if you yeah, if you're on meds and you you feel like you're good enough to go off of them, definitely see you know talk to a medical or talk to a professional first before you just go off of them. And I'm not saying I'm not blaming or, Elisa and saying that's exactly what happened is that she decided that it's very no, no, probable, no. very possible that they were stolen, like you said. But this yeah. is just an example of you know if you are on medication to be careful about. Going off of them. That's right. At least and if you're going to try
1: something new with your medication or, or not taking it, definitely need to be around people that care about you. People that you trust mm-hmm. at that least. That care about your you know, safety. If, if, yeah, if not a medical professional. Someone yeah, someone who cares about your safety and Yeah, and you, your know, you know what it is, is kind of a perfect storm
0: is that she was away from everyone that she knew and loved. Exactly. And they weren't able to protect her when when she went through this mental state. If she were at home and didn't take her meds and started acting odd like this, her family would have would have helped her. They would have taken her to the hospital and had given her treatment. But because she was alone, that was what she what her family feared in the first place. Was that something like this could yeah. happen?
1: If she just had one friend, man, you know, just one person there with her. Yeah, that, yeah person. But. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, should we talk some Oh My Gaia? I think we should. Oh My Gaia is an innovative, all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural, paraben, and aluminum-free organic ingredients. Guys, there's tons of scents to choose from from Oh My Gaia, and the rotations are always updating. Guys, there's, there's pear Vanilla, Cherry Almond, Sandalwood, Lavender, Lemongrass, Egyptian Musk is one of my favorites. Uh, Coconut, Dreamsicle, Leather, Lumberjack, Honeysuckle, Fireside. Uh, Bergamot Amber, I've noticed, is also a favorite from a lot of our listeners. And we have our very own scent called True Crime Pine. Guys, it was made just for the True Crime Guys. If you're a big True Crime Guys listener, you got to have at least one jar of True Crime Pine sitting around. Um, Because you guys are True Crime Guys listeners, use the word creeper. And you can get 15% off your order at OhMyGaia.com or at shop underscore OhMyGaia on Instagram. OhMyGaia.com is O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A dot com. And again, that's use the word creeper and you guys can get 15% off. So do it, guys. You won't regret it. Switch from your speed stick. And I know you've tried. Uh, this is This is what I hear the most, right? I hear people are like, oh, I've tried aluminum-free deodorants before. They suck. They don't smell good or... Or they don't cover up my sweat smell. Well, this will. Oh, my guy, it will. I promise you. Like, I've, I've done construction. I've been working out in the damn humid-ass Carolina heat out here. It's been like 95 degrees, 100% humidity. And I'm wearing Oh, my Gaia and ain't nobody complaining about my scents. Okay? So, I promise. If it can cover it up for me, it can sure as hell cover it up for y'all.
0: You just got to so, trust us. And, and it's, give it a shot. Give it a try. That's right. It's not expensive, it's especially stuff. with our code. It's not expensive. That's right. You got nothing to lose. All right. Nothing but to wait, lose there's more. For, oh. What is it? I don't know. I they also have incense. You don't need any more. There's all my guys, everything. <laughs>
1: you don't need any more. What are you, greedy <laughs> bastards? <laughs> what do you want? Great? it? Smells good? You don't want it. You don't want it. It's your loss. now. I'm just kidding. Right.
0: <laughs> there is more. But wait, there's more. True Crime Guys Patreon page. Patreon.com hey. slash True Crime Guys. Go over there. Get yeah. yourself two dollars a month. Get you access to all kinds of premium content.
1: Yeah. And at five dollars a month, get you access to just the banter, which we just released volume twelve yesterday. Oh yeah. Just the banter. Talked a lot
0: about dogs, and it got dark. A lot. God, you know, I didn't expect did, that to the happen. How did
1: we talk forty minutes about dogs? I mean, I mean, I feel like I could do a stories, whole podcast though.
0: about dogs legitimately. So, I do love dogs. Yeah. I do
1: love dogs. Um, and I like some things about cats, but not much.
0: Dude, I, uh, my cat that I have yeah. now is so awesome. Though we got a we got a new cat like a <laughs> uh, month and a half ago ish, and this cat is it like yeah. it's like we can't imagine life without him already. It's like he right away he was just like he knew our family, he knew the the wrongs and the rights, and he get he like plays my kids play with him so much more than he they play with our dogs. We have a puppy, and our our kids just want to play with this damn cat all day. And the cat plays with the puppy, and the cat is just – he's just amazing. He's an awesome freaking cat. He's got so much personality. And so I'm back on board with cats again. Cat people, I'm with you again. I know we shit on cats a lot in the past, but if you find the right cat for you, there's nothing like it.
1: That's true. That's true. I have to have a balance of cats. Like, I I like to let my cats go in and out. I like them to be inside sometimes, but I can't have cats inside all the time because what happens with my – at least my cats, they get entitled – As shit when they come inside for long periods of time. And they're like, it's like when they first come in, you know, they're nice, they're laying in the floor or they're sitting on your lap or, you know, you see them laying in a cat bed. And then the next day they're like on the counter. Yeah. They're like on top of the fridge. I'm like, nope. Fuck y'all. You got to keep a squirt
0: bottle nearby. I know that people poo poo with that. Like, don't squirt your cat. No. You know, if your cat, my cat's up on the damn kitchen counter. He gets, that's one thing I like about this cat too. He gets over it immediately. It's like, he doesn't like it. Yeah. He runs away, but then he's just like, whatever. He'll come right back to you. He don't care.
1: Yeah. That's right. Cats don't let stuff phase them. That's no. that's part of yeah, that's part of their whole demeanor. There's no long-lasting like,
0: trauma from being squirted once. You know, like it's no.
1: Dude, I don't feel like cats have any long-lasting trauma from anything. No. Like I've, dude, my cat came home one day. His damn jaw was sideways, and he was like drooling from it. I was like, "What in the world happened to you?" We're like, ho- we're like holding him. we like, should we take him to the vet and stuff? We sent pictures to some of our vet friends and stuff. And they're like, ah, he just. His jaw got hit. I was like, "They're not going to do anything." He's like, "He said, is he in pain?'" He's like, "No, he's not in pain." And but he just now he looks like a derpy ass cat. But you can't tell it to him, <laughs> dude. He still got, he still got all the personality he had before. He still say, we could all just
0: we all hope to be you know one tenth of the cat's contentment. You know, cats are just yeah. like what the fuck ever. Dude, Nothing bothers that me, cat- bitch.
1: No, that cat still has all the self-esteem and confidence he had before. <laughs> he killed a squirrel the other day. Yeah. Killed a squirrel right in my front yard. Like, that cat don't care. You want to talk, talk about entitlement?
0: Just look at the way a cat manu- like w- moves. The way that they walk around is the most entitled. Like, uh, my shit, dude, <laughs> does not stink walk. Just the way That's cats right. move, it's just so apparent that they're just cocky up in and the air. just content. Yep. And they don't give a shit about what you think of them at all. They
1: really don't, man. They really don't. And it's like, whatever happens in life, they just roll with it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cats don't
0: care. And that cats being said, care. check out our Patreon page, patreoncom slash guys. As we mentioned, all that stuff—two uh, bucks a month gets you access <laughs> to all the, the the one episode a month that we do just for patrons. Gets you access to that. Um, it gets you into the giveaway, and then five dollars a month you get the gold Creep Van sticker. You get access to just the banter and our other show where mm-hmm. we just shoot the shit like we're doing now about cats. We did that about dogs the other night. You can hear that. Yep. Um, for about $5 40 a five dollar month patron. <laughs> yeah, we put up an episode every week of just the banter. If you're a $5 patron, you get access to that. And then $10, you can you can talk to us. We set up a, a Zoom call with you. So there's, there's all kinds of perks and, and cool stuff. But really, 2 bucks a month is all you need to get access to a bunch of cool stuff over there. And you can pay. That's right. If you don't like doing the monthly subscription thing and having stuff hit your card every month, you can pay in advance 21 bucks for a full year. Gets you access.
1: Yeah, that's cheap. 21 bucks for the whole year and then you're done. And yep. it's like, I mean, obviously that's, that's a $2 level, guys. I think the $5 level is $54 a year. So you get like a 10% discount uh, for signing up for the yearly uh, subscription instead of the monthly. Yeah. So.
0: Don't but head into the new year without the uh, Patreon content, content the, the bonus content of this show that you love so much.
1: Seriously. If you guys are caught up with all the free stuff... Oh man, what better time to join Patreon though? It's a Christmas present to yourself. We have so much on there now. That's right. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just waiting for our Patreon, like whatever is holding all that information to just crash, <laughs> right? Because we're just, we're just throwing files on just, there. It's just, it, It's right? stretched it to the limits. It's yeah. Like I, I hope belt. Patreon. <laughs> I hope Patreon is able to keep up with us, man. I hope there, but Patreon seems to be growing and fixing glitches at a much faster rate now. Yeah. Um. If some of you are more haven't been on Patreon in a year or so, uh, they've definitely they've definitely been cleaning house. They've been yeah, they've been back. fixing They're a briefed. lot of stuff. I yes, I can I can contest to that. Even even the app, the mobile app for Android, which used to be absolute dog shit, is actually pretty good now. I can I can get on there, I can listen to files from people who I'm patrons of uh, with no problems. And when I go back and listen to our stuff, we don't have any playback issues. So hopefully everyone else is having that same type of experience, but you don't have to use the Patreon app to listen to audio stuff, guys. Obviously, you can take that RSS feed and plug it into whatever app you're yep. uh, using. And then you get the badass gold, Podcast you get our, or, our,
0: even our logo changes on your app. Yeah. It's not our normal logo for, for the show. It's, a, it's the gold creep van logo when you, when you listen to our premium episodes. That's a kind of a cool little yeah. touch. Yeah, that's so. right. Yep. All right. It's good to know that Patreon, unlike the Cecil Hotel, is evolving and fixing their, their issues.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let's uh, tell let's them about our other content the under States. the umbrella of True Crime Guys Productions. Strange and Unexplained. Yes. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yes. Strange and Unexplained. Guys, you can listen. It's True Crime Guys production podcast that focus on, focuses on unsolved, missing persons, strange uh, cults. We just did the Order of the Solar Temple cult, uh, which will be out... Tomorrow, we're recording this on Sunday, so it'll be out on Monday. So it came out two days ago from when you're hearing this. Uh, So guy on a motorcycle is interrupting me. And he's gone. Okay. So yeah, Strange and Unexplained, guys, wherever you listen. Um, Free episodes are released every Monday, and you guys can also sign up on Patreon for Strange and Unexplained as well as patreon.com slash podcast. And you guys get early access to every free episode, which will be released on Thursday as well as access to extra shows that I do like Strange Shorts um, and The Palette Cleanser. So, And new content is always coming to Patreon, guys. We're working on evolving the show and growing. So we're still working with what works well for us. And um, yeah, we appreciate all the support for True Crime Guys Productions and the things that we're putting out. Oh, check out our merch too. Right, Lord? That's Truecrime right. Truecrimeguys.threadless.com. TrueCrimeGuys.Threadless.com for the most current designs, um, but if you're an old school creeper guys, all that stuff is still available. We have people hitting us up on Twitter They're like, "Hey, where can I get the old school design? What happened to th-? all that stuff? Is still there, guys? None of that stuff is gone. It's okay. Don't don't freak out. Redbubble.com/slash/TrueCrimeGuys if you want. The, the links for original. all this stuff
0: is in the show notes. So
1: all of the stuff is right below here. There's you have to scroll all the way to the bottom for the old school creeper merch. It says, it act, the link actually says creeper merch, but it's redbubble.com slash true crime guys or kencustom.com slash true crime guys as well. There's also, you know, remember we were doing like galaxy stuff a, yeah. a year, year or so ago, <coughs> two years ago, whatever. Uh, some of the galaxy true crime guys stuff. All of those designs are still available for purchase, guys. So threadless is just our, our newest, most current designs. So I just wanted to clear that up. So, all right. Anything else? You want to get some reviews?
0: Uh, we got none. You guys need to get on that. Oh, well, shit. has been a slow week. Wow. It's Christmas, though, man. You're going to make Christmas us cry week, at the bro. end of the year. We got no new reviews.
1: <laughs> That's all right. It's Christmas. Listen, people, oh, you, people should are busy. It. It's, it's you should be good. focused on your family. We appreciate on... all of
0: you listening and supporting yeah. the show in any way that you do. And if you are so inclined, if you haven't done so yet, it would be appreciated if you went and, you know, took a minute to rate rate and review the show. Even if you just uh click five stars and throw some fire emojis in there we will give you a shout out yeah. you do have to put something in there uh you can't just click five stars cuz then you know we don't get a we don't get like the actual review so you have right. to have the review in there for us to uh, give you a shout out and what it'll be whatever your apple id is unless you put in the review your name that you want shouted out and then we'll do that so right yeah that about does All it right. we'll see you guys next week keep creeping a uh, merry keep christmas happy holidays everybody uh, whatever yeah. you celebrate definitely enjoy it spend time with your family safely, you know, um, as safe as you can. And uh That's right. we're we're riding, we're dri- driving hard in that creep van into next year. Let's do this.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, there'll be uh episodes out. We ain't taking no time off. So we'll see you guys next week. See ya. True crime guys, in the desert we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us cause you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the Creeper Army. We out here making murder. murder, murder. True crime, guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the Creeper Army. We out here making murder charming.